Welcome to FM Thoughts, a podcast about thoughts on Football Manager. I am Jane Thoughts and I am with the wonderful FM Llama. Hello. Hello, how are we? I'm alright, thanks. Yeah, I've just had my dinner. You haven't had yours yet. We'll see how that goes throughout this podcast. I saw, I, I don't worry, I'm braced, I'm braced, I'm ready. You spend your streams rating other people's snacks and uh, hope that you've had enough snacks today to keep you going through the podcast. Yeah, that's it. I'll just live vicariously through other people's snacks. So, Lama, I would say you were a YouTuber, but you've recently moved over to streaming on Twitch, so you are part of the Twitch streaming club, as well as a seasoned YouTube YouTube save and general video profession. Is that fair? Um, I'm very, very uncomfortable using the word profession at the end of that sentence, but apart from that, yeah, that's pretty spot on. And you know, for a few different things, you've, you've done some pretty hardcore Football Manager series, um, and then you've also got a bit of a reputation for recommending saves and doing other videos about Football Manager. Uh, yeah, I, that's, you tend to try and make YouTube videos about the things that you enjoy most. Uh, and one of the things that I really enjoy is helping people pick their saves because there's only so many saves that you can do yourself. And I am either blessed or cursed with having literally hundreds of save ideas. So rather than just do them all myself and start a new save every five minutes, as I used to do before I was a content creator, I now just bombard these ideas onto the world. So I'm sure we're going to get deep into that as the podcast goes on. But what is the current save idea that you are streaming regularly on Twitch? It's a bit of a cobbled together challenge. I call it the Carlo Ancelotti challenge, although it's very, very loosely associated with Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo, of course, is the first manager to win all of Europe's big five leagues. Uh, That's France, Germany, Spain, Italy, and the Premier League in England as well. So we're going to try and replicate that, except we've put an added little complexity onto it where we're only trying to do it with clubs from capital cities. Now, Carlo won with a team from Madrid, he won with a team from London, and he won with a team from Paris. And in Italy, he won it with Milan, and in Germany, he won it with Bayern München. So we are going to try and become the first manager to ever win all of Europe's Big Five Leagues, managing only clubs from the capital. And how is it going? Well, maybe we should move swiftly on to the next question, because Carlo, of course, won all five, and we are currently stranded on zero of those league titles. We've not won a single one. In fact, we've only completed two seasons in any of those top divisions. But I should say... We did start out unemployed with no badges and no experience, and our first job was at Kingstonian. So we've had a a winding road to the top of football. A long and winding road to some very obscure teams based in the capital cities of Europe, I would say. Pretty much, yeah. We have taken in uh, the wonders of, of Kingstonian and Sutton United and Bromley and... And Birmingham City, but we probably shouldn't talk about that. And Queen's Park Rangers and Red Star Paris and Rio Vallecano and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, lovely stuff. Do you think Crystal Palace is going to be the one that's going to get you the Premier League or do you think you're going to need to make that other jump to an Arsenal or a Tottenham? I can say with absolute confidence that I do not think Crystal Palace will be that club. Short, sweet, concise, currently being questioned by the Crystal Palace uh, Communications and Public Relations Department about that answer, I would say. <laughs> well, it's it's very, very little to do with Crystal Palace and an awful lot to do with me, to be honest. I see. I see. Every every helping hand that you can get to winning uh, is going to be needed. I mean, it's only August. I think it's still doable. I'm keeping the faith. 
I think we are writing off the possibility of winning all five now. We do only have maybe, what, nine weeks to go until FN24. So the goal now is just just one. Please, dear Lord, FN gods, just give me one title. I think if you get one, then it will start to cascade. I think if you if you can get one, then all of a sudden, you know, Real Madrid, PSG, they'll all come knocking. I think that could be even worse, though. I mean, imagine if I get to four, and then they release FN24, and I, I'm 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 there in in, in just in limbo, uh, not able to win that fifth. But you know what? I quite like failing at challenges. Some people that really irks them. I like to fail at a challenge, a because it shows that you took on one of suitable complexity, and b it gnaws away at you for future FMs, and you've always got that inkling that. Maybe that's a save that you could go back at and try again. Interesting. And you definitely have a reputation for challenges, and that's one of the reasons I wanted you on the podcast to talk about. You know, some people say that Football Manager is too easy. You've pushed it to its limits with some of the challenges that you've done. Do you want to tell us about, particularly prior to streaming on Twitch, some of the challenges that you did on YouTube? First of all, to return to something you mentioned there, I think people are actually quite correct. Football Manager can be too easy. And I've seen people from time to time uh, put messages, maybe on Twitter or in forums, saying they wish that there was uh, difficulty levels in Football Manager, like there is in a game like FIFA. Uh, But really, I don't think that's necessary, because there are so many organic ways that you can make your own saves more challenging. Um, And really, I think Football Manager is, let's be honest, we're probably all too old to be playing what is a a children's video game. Um, So everybody should just be playing it to maximise the amount of fun they have. And if that means making the challenge relatively light, then that should be encouraged. And if people enjoy that, that is to be triumphant. But some people, myself included, like a sadistic approach to Football Manager. We like to make it as painful and as brutal and as gut-wrenchingly difficult as we possibly can. And I think there's plenty of ways that we can do that. And if someone's sitting here and they're, they're, they're thinking, yeah, you know what, I've had some good runs on Football Manager now. I'm going to start the next save. I'm going to start. I'm going to notch it up that difficulty level by setting myself some rules. What kind of things could they do? Uh, Well, so for me, I suggest a lot of save ideas to a lot of people. And for me, there are only two save ideas. You pick one or the other. So you either go for a one club save or you go for a journeyman save. And there's ways of injecting complexity and difficulty into both of those. With a one club save, first of all, you've got like a sliding scale of difficulty depending upon the team you pick. So what would we say would be the most forgiving save you could pick for FM24? Maybe Manchester City, reigning Premier League champions uh, and Champions League holders as well. But that's not a save without challenge because obviously the goal would be to replicate the success that Guardiola had last season in your first season of FM24. So there is challenge, but from there, it's just a sliding scale as to how much difficulty you want to inject into your save. So perhaps doing it with a, a Liverpool or a Tottenham would be slightly more difficult still. Doing it with a, a Luton would be even more difficult. Doing it with a Northampton Town, now we're starting to talk about an increasing amount of difficulty. Doing it with a Tamworth, who are newly promoted to Tier 6 of England, 
we're making it more difficult again. So the first way you can inject difficulty into your saves is to just slide down the footballing pyramid and take charge of smaller clubs in lower divisions with smaller budgets. Because for me, I don't know how you feel about this, Thoughtsy. One of the things that can make Football Manager easy is your ability to build a squad through the transfer market. I mean, I would see, I see it kind of differently because I like exploiting that because I like to win with underdogs. So for me, the way that you manipulate the game to make that happen is by cheesing the transfer market as, as, as much as possible to, you know, set it up in such a way that you, you're finding players that realistically, you know, Dundee United or, uh, you know, Basel Black Stars are not going to find in real life. But if you then are saying, well, we want to make it difficult, I guess you can then, you can do less of that cheesing, you know? I, well, so there you go. I think you're absolutely right. So first of all, to inject difficulty into our saves, we reduce the size of our squad and we fall down the footballing pyramid. But if that's not enough, then you can start to look at, well, what restrictions could I place on myself to do with squad building and transfers and make this next save even more challenging? So one of the things that people talk about is either director of football saves, where you set it so the director of football does the transfers, and then the another idea that people have is, and I know you have definitely done the second of these, is no transfers at all. You just rely on the players already at the club and the players coming through the youth system. Is that a satisfactory challenge for a sadistic man like you? Oh, I don't know. Satisfactory is a very interesting word. It's incredibly frustrating, especially when you are very OCD because you're completely at the mercy of the new gens that the AI decides to send your way. So ultimately, I think it probably is the most satisfying way of winning in Football Manager that I found. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel like season after season of literally beating your head against a brick wall when you're doing it. I mean, you're being very you're being very modest, but you did you did achieve success with the the Dobfather save, didn't you? Uh, do you want to give us a, a, a thirty second rundown of of what happened in that save? Yeah, I mean, so okay. Well, let's before you give me any credit, let's just take it back a notch. The Dobfather was not my first rodeo at doing a youth only adventure. My first one was with Kettering Town in Tier Six of England, and that lasted just under two seasons before I was relegated from the Vanarama North and sacked. And so my first attempt at it was an absolute disaster, an absolute catastrophic failure. I was relying only on youth intakes and I only saw two youth intakes before I was relegated and sacked. So I got back on the horse, I tried again. I did a series uh, called Sub-Zero Hero, where I took charge of a club from Norway's Arctic Circle called Tromsdalen. And again, I did it as a youth-only save. And I managed to get them all the way to the Norwegian Premier Division from the third tier. We even had some escapades in European competition before, once again, spoiler alert, I got sacked from that save. So I don't mind the sack in Football Manager. In fact, I wear it like a badge of honour because it, it just shows that you thought of a save that was a little bit more challenging. But I think you're right. The Dobfather is probably the save where I had the, the most success with youth-only players. Because, of course, 
I did put an added bit of complexity in that one as well. It wasn't a regular youth-only save. Uh, yeah, so we're getting into another cranking of the difficulty up, aren't we? Because and this is something that's always tempted me, but I, I can't decide whether I want to do it or not. You not only are removing, I mean, removing all of the scouting there, you also removed your ability to see the quality of players, didn't you? You kind of masked all of the attributes. Did I think you couldn't even see star ratings, could you? That's, yeah, that's exactly it. You surmised it pretty well. So I decided to do a youth-only adventure that was attributeless and no star ratings either. So I was literally relying on data and coach reports. Um, and that was really difficult when you're getting a new youth intake because deciding you know, who might be first team ready in a year's time and who is just deadwood is basically based on coach reports um, but even with that I could have made that far more challenging than I did because I thought that was going to be such a difficult task I decided to base it in Slovenia where there are only two tiers I started out at a club called Dob hence the name of the series the Dob Father in the, the Slovenian second division but of course I could have done the exact same style of save in England's tier six and that truly would have been eye-wateringly brutal I think but I was too cowardly to start that low <laughs> and if people want to do that kind of save the way to do it is to download a skin um, which is not crazy difficult to add that to Football Manager and then that's what that's the ability to remove those that's not something that's in the base game is it that's something you have to kind of fiddle with the game ever so slightly to get rid of those attributes and star ratings yeah, and I was a little bit concerned that I might need to, to wait a couple of months until somebody in the community had created a skin that removed or, or hides the attributes. But I used one by somebody called Gaz or Wicked Soul, and he released it, I don't know, maybe during the beta, I think. Uh, so these things come out incredibly quickly. But I, I should warn people, I think that was probably the most frustrating way of playing football manager I've ever experienced. And can I be honest, Thoughtsy? Go on. We love a bit of honesty. I think the Dobfather, a youth-only attributeless save, was the most difficult that I've ever taken on. I actually didn't enjoy it that much. Oh, this explains why when I was pushing for you to carry on and win the Champions League, you, you weren't having it. Yeah, I wasn't enjoying it. First of all... Once I've had success of any kind, really, uh, whether it's like a cup win, a league win, with a very difficult challenge, some of the lustre evaporates a little for me. But also, I found playing attributeless, I really didn't enjoy that much, combined with youth development. One of the joys of youth development saves, and there are very few joys with youth development saves, they're incredibly frustrating. One of the things I like is actually seeing those attributes tick up, seeing the training that you're giving the players make a difference, the game time that you're exposing them to, boosting their profile. And of course, when you're playing attributeless, that joy is taken away. So I found it was a save that was was missing a little bit in terms of my investment. So I'm not sure I'd ever do youth-only attributeless again, even though that's probably the hardest way I've found of playing football manager. So here's a question. In terms of what you gain from a save, if you're sort of saying that you're not necessarily about winning, you don't mind being sacked, all of these things, wh where's the, what is the joy? Is it in developing players? Is it in that 
final win? Is it just the day-to-day -day turning up and doing a job you love? What What's your manager getting out of this? Uh, so I would say that what I get from a save has evolved a little bit now that I share my saves, I was about to say with the world, but really it's with three people from East Anglia, really. But I think what I get from a save now is other people's investment in it when they think, my goodness, that's a difficult save. Oh, I love watching this save. I would never do one this hard. I really like that. It feels like people are along for the ride with you. Before I was even making Football Manager content, I'd say the thing that I like about a save, the thing that gets me gripped, is skirting within millimetres of failure and pulling it back from the brink. I think that's what I enjoy most about Football Manager, skirting with absolute disaster, being called into the boardroom, being 10 points from safety with 15 points left to play for. You know that the sack is looming, the end of your save is imminent, but somehow you just manage to find that tactic or that signing that turns things around, and then you start to build and grow and start to solidify and then maybe you're promoted and then things start rolling for me it's being close to the end and then pulling it around i do agree i do agree and and, and that makes a lot of sense i was i would say um i'm kind of alluded to it. i haven't yet done an fm thoughts on it but i think i think it's coming at some point which is about well be, be diplomatic and say you know bending the rules of, of all <laughs> you know reloading and using the editor and all of that and when I when I first started playing Football Manager I, I, I did that, I was AFC Wimbledon and you know I wanted that glory of a, an FA Cup run and so I played that Manchester City game 15 times until I, I pulled it off and you know I, I did that cup, I, re, I reloaded the, the playoffs uh, until I won it and then I realised I think it was going towards that save, it was so hollow and my second ever save I did on Football Manager, I was, um, I think it was Preston North End, and I lost the playoff final to Aston Villa, and relegating Aston Villa three seasons later from the Premier League, the depth of emotion and experience that I gained from that, and if I'd have just reloaded that playoffs, I wouldn't have got that because I would have had, I was just, it would have been, oh, Aston Villa have been relegated, but I hated them. Because that last-minute winner in the player final, I despise them. And when I finally got up and then finally relegated them and got revenge, that's what Vault Manager's about, I think. I said, that delayed gratification is a beautiful thing. But I'll go back to what I said originally. It's not for everybody. Some people might prefer to be Man City, get to the Champions League final in their first season, and just replay that final until they finally win it. And if that's how people have fun... Fabulous! You've got to play this game in a way that's most fun for you. But personally, for me, I'd quite like to to take the misery and the heartbreak, work through it, and then the joy is when you come out the other side. If you come out the other side, absolutely. And and it being a simulation game, I guess that kind of goes back to the difficulty idea of you make it as hard as you want. You play it how you want to play. You set your own objectives in many ways. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. So one of the things that I've written down on my notepad here um, and squiggled around is, is a question which is called time. Because 
when we were first talking about making a save more difficult, we said, you know, if you want it to be fairly easy, you pick a Premier League team. Maybe you pick Man City that have got all the resources, or maybe you pick someone that's got plenty of resources, but they're maybe going to give you a, 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 you know, a couple of seasons to get it right. You can obviously make it more difficult by starting with a worse team, but if you want the same end goal, that's going to take you a lot longer. So, for example, if somebody's sitting there and maybe they've got, I don't know, they've got COVID or they've broken their arm and they've got a few weeks off work before FN24 comes out and they're like, I really want a hard save, but I don't think I've got time to grind it out with a tiny team in a lower league. Do you have any thoughts or recommendations for them in that situation? Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to build into a save that's right for somebody is how many seasons do they want it to last for? I mean, I've said to other people in the past that if Sports Interactive released a game called Pre-Season Manager, I would probably buy that and quite enjoy it. Many a time, I've just taken a charge of a team just for a, a little bit of fun and just played the first pre-season, sold the entire squad and just bought an entire new squad and maybe played the first six or so games, realised that there's absolutely no chemistry or dynamics in what I've done and we lose everyone, and then I just turn it off and restart. But I think there's enjoyment in just squad building. I always enjoy a pre-season. But if people are looking for shorter-term saves, but they still have a bit of challenge, taking charge of newly promoted clubs can do that. You know, you could play for just one season as Luton Town or as Burnley or as Sheffield United. And there's a huge amount of challenge in that save. There's perhaps even more difficulty in that than there might be of doing a, a tier 10 save with a custom database. Because in tier 10, you're at a very low level. But in those custom databases, often there's very few players at the clubs there. If you take charge of one of those clubs, sign a squad, invariably you win the league in your first season. So you could do a one-season challenge with Luton Town and it could have way more complexity than a long-term save might have. There's a kind of tenuous link there to another type of challenge that you've done, which is you uh, identified time as being a factor that's on your side and you forced yourself to move on every season. What was the thinking behind that and how did that go as a save? Yeah, it's, it's funny how you've actually uh, diagnosed things that I've kind of invested into my saves. So I did a save a couple of FMs ago called Beg, Borrow, Steal, where I wanted to see whether if I remove signing players for money from the game, would that make it more difficult? So I restricted myself to just loans, free transfers and Bosmans. And then I started to go further and I thought, okay, what if rather than concentrate on, on transfers and restricting them, I just ban them completely. So I have a journeyman save where I can never make a transfer. Then I thought, well, hold on a second. What if I make it even more complicated and it's a journeyman save where I never make a transfer and I have to move to a new club every single season. So now I'm making the game more difficult, A, by not being able to sign any players and B, not having that benefit of the, the dynamics that you might have by being at a club for 12 months and the players starting to, to get to know the system and the tactics. So I wanted to take away that element of being able to, to build a squad and shape it as your own. And I wanted to see whether you could just walk into a job for a year, achieve success, and then ride off into the sunset and go somewhere else. And, and could you? 
Well, I mean, success is really in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? It's, uh, I, th- I think that's the beauty of the save. That's why I seek out, why I yearn challenging saves, because at some clubs it was an absolute disaster. And I will be brutally honest, I was only allowing myself to stay one season at each club. I didn't even make it to an entire season with one of the clubs. But at other clubs, we were able to achieve success. And that's what I that's what I like about a save. You know, it, it's not all a linear trajectory to glory. There are ups and downs. There are there are troubles or bumps in the road along the way. It's what enriches a save for me and makes it more challenging and makes me want to play it for longer. Absolutely. That, that makes a lot of success, particularly as I think, I think it's fair to say you're someone who's been playing Football Manager for quite a while. So I guess it would make sense that you would be looking for that. When was your first Football Manager? So my football manager was Championship Manager. That's how old I am. Uh, I think it was Championship Manager 92-93. It was in a green box with an obnoxious actor pointing his finger at the, the purchaser of the game on the packaging. And I think in my very first save, I was Newcastle United. I think Kevin Keegan had just been appointed Newcastle United at a similar time. And um, I tried to see whether I could take them into the Premier League, and I couldn't. From then I was hooked. <laughs> From then on, you you were hooked with m- miserable saves of failing. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, did you used to set those kinds of restrictions on you in the early days? Absolutely not. No. So uh, I I when I first used to play the game, uh, my brother and I had to share a PC, so we would kind of both put a manager into the same save and we'd you know, take turns to, to manipulate our squads and purchase players and we'd always start as two not the very top clubs but two from the kind of like the, the strata below and we'd kind of like battle each other so he would be Blackburn Rovers and I would be Everton and you know we'd, 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 we'd try to win the, win the Premier League or take our clubs into Europe so I used to start at big clubs I went through a phase where I only ever managed in France and I never managed PSG or Marseille or Monaco the really big clubs but I went through all of the clubs below that the Bordeaux the Nantes the Arcelons the Mets the Strasbourgs and and tried to manage them all to glory it was only when I had been playing the game for a few years that I started slipping further and further and further down the leagues in whichever country I picked. Mm. There's also something else that I happen to know because you've talked about it on stream, which is you you only sign players that your scouts bring for me, for you, and you don't search like for the attributes for signing those staff. Are there, are there little things like that that have just become habit over time that for you are just about the way that you enjoy it and the way you play it? Yes, so uh, this is why my, in the football manager world, my name is Llama. People think that I maybe have some unhealthy obsession with the camelid animal, and that's really not the case. Llama stands for lower league manager. Um, years and years and years ago, there used to be a little community of lower league managers who are people only ever start saves in the bottom playable division of a country. And they don't use the player search screen to just be presented with a list of potential signings. They only sign players that their scouts have been out into the game world and have discovered. 
Uh, and so I always play my saves in a, a lower league management or a llama style, which means, yeah, quite oddly, I don't use the player search screen. Well, it's all right. It's all good. No judgment here from me. It is uh, rather amusing when people come in in the Twitch chat, though, when they're like, look this player up, do this, do that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I always feel bad doing that as well, because they say it with such enthusiasm and gusto. And I'm like, hey, I, I can't I can't betray my, my, my roots or my rules here. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't look. I mean, I can look players up and people say, well, why don't you sign him? And I'm like, the scouts haven't found him. We, we have to wait for the scouts <laughs> to do their work. And when I was first playing football manager, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, this was to try and make football manager more realistic because in those days, nobody had database of players. You know, managers would rely on their scouts finding and recommending players. I guess now with the amount of data that's in football, the amount of analytics, clubs like Brentford and, and Brighton with their and moneyball techniques and the databases these clubs buy into. I think the way I play the game is probably a little bit unrealistic now, and it's just another way of making it slightly harder. So I do it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's about it's about doing it the way you want to do it. But you you seem to have a, a kind of infectious ability of of identifying what other people would enjoy and how they play the save as well. Isn't it something that's very much available on both your YouTube channel and on the Manager's Seat channel is these lists of, oh, this club would be great to manage, this club could manage, you can manage this club, but in this way. I mean, is that ever going to run out or do you think you're always sort of coming up with ideas faster than you can make videos on them? No, oh, absolutely. And I'm quite fortunate now. I've got a, a couple of people that help out behind the scenes and they are constantly saying, ooh, what about this club? What about this idea? And the beauty of football is that the real world is always refreshing. So two years ago, uh, San Etienne and Hertha Berlin, for example, wouldn't have been as exciting a save as they are for FM24. Or, I mean, three years ago, heavens, seven, eight years ago, Luton Town would have been a non-league save to try and turn them into a top-flight club. Now, it's a 12-month challenge to see whether you can survive relegation. So, as the real world evolves and, and teams decline and improve in fortunes, it just gives us a whole new raft of save ideas. Absolutely. I mean, a, a great example is, uh, I remember you recently worked with Zealand to put a video together and I said, oh... Maybe you should look at look at Basel. And uh, <laughs> in the last month, things have, have only got worse for them. So uh, yeah, they've they've crashed, crashed and burned their way. That's uh, a beautiful think, example. Is a few years ago, you would have looked as, at Basel as being the the Manchester City save of Switzerland, perhaps. Yeah, you know, totally, a club yeah. that was perennial favourites for the title. Now it's a it's a real rebuild. It's a, it's a salvage operation. So that's the beauty of football. It keeps wiping the slate clean almost and giving us you know brand new save ideas. So someone's listened to this podcast. They've clicked on it. It's going to be called something like you know hard save ideas with FM Llama. Go on. Can you give us a save just to, like off the top of your head? The person who's listened to you talk for thirty minutes. What what are they going to do? They've got Fort Manager in front of them. What are you going to tell them to do? Okay. Well, if they want a real challenge. 
I think one of the things that you can do is to take the familiarity out of Football Manager. So if I was to do a save in the English Championship, which is where the club I support in real life plays, it takes away some of the challenge because even though I would rely on only signing players my scouts recommend, I have real world knowledge. So why not go to a league that you have never managed in before and you don't follow in real life? So for me, why not go to say Brazil? Why not pick a club that are in the lowest playable league in Brazil? So that would be their third tier. Why not find the club that either has the lowest media prediction or the club that has the smallest stadium in a country that you don't know? Take charge of them. And if you want to make it even harder, hey, this is Brazil. Why not make it a youth-only save? Third tier, Brazil, youth-only Add a bit of complexity to your save. Done. Thank you very much. And uh, I think that's 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 our time as well. What a beautiful time it's been. What a beautiful time it's been. So if people want to look at the back catalogue of some of the crazy adventures you've done or catch up on your current adventure, where can they go? That's an incredibly good question. Uh, I have my own YouTube channel called FM Llama. Uh, I also have a collaborative YouTube channel with two other wonderful content creators called JDFM and Stinger, Neil Davidson. That's called The Manager's Seat. Uh, it's on that channel that I'm currently more active. It's full of tactics and experiments and Wonder Kid videos. And it's where I place all my save ideas videos. Or if you want some real fun, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, you'll find me on Twitch, 1 p.m. UK time until three or thereabouts and if you just search fm llama you'll see me there three times a week surveying my own special brand of tomfoolery beautiful thank you very much thank you for coming on and uh i'm sure people will will check those out if they haven't i mean everyone already knows you you're a superstar mate uh i'm a modest star in my own household i would say all right well have a have a wonderful rest of the evening thank you very much the ever humble and always excellent FM Llama there, and if you haven't checked out some of the YouTube videos of those challenges, they are well worth a watch back even now, and they are available on his YouTube channel, FM Llama on YouTube, and of course, as we said, the Manager's Seat YouTube channel and FM Llama on Twitch. Real pleasure to speak to someone who I would consider a friend of the Football Manager community and an all-round top bloke. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, particularly on this episode, there's been a bit of a gap. You might have been able to tell that we recorded this in August. Uh, I had a couple of weeks off in September and um, some things that came up that made it quite difficult to get the podcast out before then. Rather than running myself ragged, decided to take a little bit of a pause, and um, definitely the right decision for me, although I'm not sure for the health of the podcast. So... Thank you for coming back and listening again. And, you know, if you enjoy it, do leave a little rating there on Spotify and, and share it around. It's always it's always nice to hear from people that enjoy the pod. We'll be back next week with some more thoughts to be shared on Football Manager with another guest. And until then, enjoy your time playing a Football Manager, preparing for the new game. I mean, maybe you listen to this and you don't play Football Manager. Just have a nice week. And until next time, go well.